0: Welcome to Blink of an Eye, life stories of trauma, loss, awakenings, and epiphanies, beginning with one mom's journal entries recorded in real time of a catastrophic diving accident rendering her teenage son paralyzed from the neck down and the courageous fight to save his life. Told through unedited text and journal entries and inspiring guest interviews, blink of an eye will take you on a powerful journey of advocacy and hope, and an unvarnished look at the true nature of our relationships and interconnectedness in the face of an event that changes everything.
1: Hello, dear ones. Welcome to our final bonus episode of The Break Between Seasons. In today's episode, we're going to explore how an event like Archer's injury and the aftermath experience impacts and even causes deep reverberations for those closest to the injured person, specifically family members. Join me as we ponder how a traumatic injury of one family member in a family system impacts the whole system whether that is a family, or a school, or a church community, or a workplace, or a neighborhood, and how the impact of one person has ripple effects on many others in the family system as a whole. We'll hear from my siblings, Archer's aunts and uncles, and a few of Archer's siblings, my other children, about the ways their lives changed and they adapted in the months and years after Archer's injury. You'll hear about the way medical lingo started to permeate their lives and their hopes for Archer and themselves and the tangible ways trauma and crisis impacts us all at deeper levels. So settle in. Take a breath and bear witness. This is the ripple effects montage.
2: Took my breath away, and I, you know, I haven't talked about it in a long time. We all just kind of take it for what it is anymore, and 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 are grateful for the good place that Archer's in today. Although still a quadriplegic. but it was one of the most hard, you know, I'm not obviously his father or his mother. I'm a, I'm a removed uncle that lives in a different state, but it was very, very heavy and very difficult to uh, imagine that this kid that is brilliant, you know, he's earned his way in on merit alone to an Ivy League school. He was a phenomenal athlete. He was I looked up to him in many ways, but also physically, he towered over me at six two. I'm five ten. And uh, you know the girls in his community at Baltimore and the wonderful school, McDonough, everybody swooned over him. He could cook, he could draw, he could play lacrosse. He could dress up well, He could do everything. And you just knew this guy was going to be something special. He already was. I mean, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything. But even for where he was in his life at that moment, he was, it was you know, he, his life was, there's was no way his life could go wrong based on who he was even as a teenager. And... Uh, so it was a it was a it was a moment of uh, goodness gracious I just great surprise I guess is all I could say and all we could pray for was that that we could that God would help him find his way to wherever it was that he was supposed to be and uh, here we are today talking about it.
1: No, I'm really um, thinking and wondering as the oldest uh, brother in the same Family, uh, what it what's been like for you, as a quadriplegic, for our family.
3: Um, Obviously, you know, much better now than it was then. Um, Still, you know, makes me sad to to think about. Um, obviously, Archer is still doing a ton with his talents, but you know, we both saw what he was doing before, and how special all that was. You know, what, what you makes doing? me feel almost kind of, you know, selfish sometimes. That you know, why, why that has to to him and
4: not me. I know that thought would be real. I'm sorry you've had to have it. It's just because we love them so much. We would not have wanted it to happen to anybody. Not you, not Archer, not no. mom not Dewey, not Thomas. like what you just
3: said you know Archer could just do so much yeah okay I think he was had a you know a lot of interests are kind of similar to mine too you know did them all a little bit better (laughs) you're so humble Pete yeah like what do you think are some of the ones that Archer did better than you come? on? yeah I feel like we're we're both like have similar interests in just like you know culture and style and art and, and things like that you know i see saw like a lot of you know the stuff that Archer would wear and do and and draw and and listen to and things like that were you know the same as as I did.
4: Yeah, you
1: cut the path for him. He so Definitely, adored you. you
3: know, more than Dewey or Dodge. Well, Dodge has kind of taken a little time that way, but not then. Not then, you were so young. Yeah. But yeah,
1: you were, um, you were skateboarding and kind of, you know, very culturally open and edgy and,
3: All right, and just like, you know,
1: artistic.
3: Very strong interest in, like, you know, street art and um, Graffiti and things yeah. like that, that you know, Archer and I both liked and still like.
1: Yeah, yeah, you were very drawn
3: to uh, street art
1: and uh, spent a lot of time with people on the street when skateboarding. and right. Yeah, 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 everybody does it their own way. Yeah, <laughs> you were the first, you know, in the family to kind of open us, open our eyes for all those kinds of things. So do you remember other members of my family coming in? I mean, I'm just, I'm just curious, like when Michael got there, did, did you just you know cling with Michael? Were you tending with the boys? Were the boys tending, caring for you? Who, who's caring for you?
5: I think we were all there together. I don't remember like anyone really like pocketing up, really, I think we all just like, like I said, took over that room yeah that's
1: that, that's my experience too that we were all there together and that's yeah. how, that's how we i were feel
5: like i actually remember pretty specifically that it felt like michael gave me the space he wanted to like be there and he wasn't gonna leave but like he wasn't gonna be like he knew that like my priority at that like was not him at that moment, obviously. So I think that, yeah, I think for him it was just more about like being there. But I don't want to speak for him. I, I don't know, but I don't remember feeling like. I remember feeling whole. I remember feeling like we're all here. Like, yeah. He he was. It
1: sounds as though you're saying that you remember feeling that we were all, we were all there, we were all whole. Michael was a part of that, and he also was stepping back so that you didn't have to take care of Michael, that you could just be whole with your family.
4: Mm Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a prince, he's a good man. You married a good man.
5: Yeah, I know.
1: He loved you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Those were the early days.
5: Yeah, that's the other thing, too. I remember, like, Brandon, like, calling him and being like, you did what? (laughs) Like, you just went? (laughs) And he was like, yeah.
1: Oh, can, can we just pause and just take that in? You were at the really early, the front end of your relationship. And he came in from that job out west right to this hospital to be with you and support you and to not smother you and to give you the space that you needed while also still supporting you.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: That's, a, that's, a, that's a real act of love. You feel that?
4: Yeah, I'm crying, King John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so sweet, huh?
1: <laughs> really can bottle those, those times of how the kindnesses of people who love us and care for us and, you know, sprinkle it, put them behind our ear every morning, you know?
5: <laughs> <laughs> put them in your pocket.
1: Yeah, put them in your pocket. Best kind of perfume ever. <laughs> Do you, um, you know, think there's some irony with how you are uh, building Facilities, medical facilities, right now. Um, and with how much medical is now permeated our lives, we, yeah. We we were we were all so healthy and knew nothing about medicine,
4: <laughs> right?
1: Right, we knew nothing about institutions, in medicine. We knew so, we knew so nothing before 2015.
3: Yeah, I mean. The buildings that I've been on have been a little different than, you know, hospitals. But, yeah, it's still, you know, modern, all rooted in kind of modern medicine. You know, one of them is vaccine production facilities, so, you know, that is, I still don't know anything about, about that. It's kind of wild stuff, and then the one now is um, just like, Testing facility for the FDA. So, honestly, more that more like you know a college lab type setting than like a hospital. But you know, more research. All, all kind of, yeah, exactly. All you know, kind of in the same field. But yeah, a little bit different.
1: Do you think that um, that any of this? I mean, are you aware of how this situation has sort of shaped you? in any
3: way or differently than what you may have done before? Um, n- not especially in terms of like career path. Uh, I mean, I was working in the same group at Wedding Turner, you know, same type of facilities, even like during my internships before all this happened. and it's just the same people that I continue to work with, in you know, on a day-to-day basis today. Yeah,
1: you've been with them now for a long time. So, and now that career path was already. Yeah, I don't think I'm that
3: maybe, Well, like, in a sense, maybe it may, as, you know, maybe a little bit subconsciously even like sparked my interest towards all of that a little bit more to the point where, you know, I like doing it more and Haven't been trying to pursue anything else. You know, it's kind of hard to say if I would have, but it's possible.
1: Yeah, just
3: just who knows? I mean, I know, you know, for me, it's it's taking
1: me, right? I'm still mediating and teaching and training, but it's really taking me into um, another alternative path, you know, mediation being an alternative unto itself. And now, just looking at, um, integrative health and holistic medicine and all the ways that we that the body responds to trauma and how we take care of ourselves and how we don't have to rely uh, on, definitely not on narcotics, but on so many other natural remedies to keep the body in alignment. That's that's really been quite opened up to me in a huge way. Uh, the marcher and, and do, doing this Doing this podcast that uh, I hope will help other people with healing and family members just have these discussions. Is this, Is there anything that you um, are thinking of that you would want to share with me? Uh, anything that was particularly hard or that you were concerned or worried about? I know you're very thoughtful about these things, and the feelings often. Thinking.
4: I
3: think the biggest thing would honestly just be to you and Dad just. Thanks for taking such good care of him. I often feel like I am not around or don't see Archer enough as I should, but he's in such good hands, which is a lot I could ever ask for. I I can't even imagine what it's like for you guys to be, I can only speak towards the situation as a brother, but. to be even yeah, you even know, totally different for parents. You guys have gotten to where he is today and seems happy. And what, more, what more could you ask for? What more could you ask for? So, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for being such a wonderful son. The,
1: uh, it's funny because I'd say. There might be one more thing I could ask for, and that would be that
3: Archer will experience a beautiful relationship. (laughs) Totally agree with that. Yeah, he's still so young. I think he will. Me too. He'll make an
4: amazing dad. Yeah. Yeah. Be a very special, special gal out there for him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm really grateful that... um, I'm really grateful that dad and I found our way and, and that our family's intact. Yeah. You know, to be honest with you. I agree. Yeah. This is different sometimes when, you know, I wasn't sure exactly what it was going to look like. Yeah.
3: And, uh, and you
1: probably are aware of some of those times. And maybe you're not aware of others. <laughs> you know, a number of things that parents also don't share with their children. Sure. I'm just like, as their children get older, there'll be many things that are, and when they were younger, for sure, to always share with me, yep. <laughs> All right? Yep. But um, it's uh, it's a blessing to be able to,
3: to be intact and to be yeah. whole. Yep, So you not take happy. That for No, you don't, not take that for granted.
1: What do you think's on the horizon for you with this situation, I mean, I, I you, I feel like there's actually kind of a, a changing uh, foot in the last year and
3: a half, two years for you. Don't you feel that way too? Yeah, I think uh, it's nice to be around. It is. It's really nice to have you around.
1: Yeah. You
3: know,
1: it's funny. Settling
3: so down a little bit, getting out of the post college craziness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a matter of
3: settling
1: <clears> that's right I I will tell you that um, when you were so faithful coming on the weekends and I knew I could rely on you because that's one thing that has is a real attribute of yours Pete since you've been a very young boy uh, you're highly reliable and when you would come I I knew I could rest for a couple hours I knew you'd be there but I was also really just moved that you were taking the time out of all that young you know young time in your life to, to be there because you had been a little mysterious mm-hmm. <laughs> not mysterious to our family but just in terms of you know you would always be there any kind of an event, but just a kind
3: of uh, yeah, day to day.
1: Day to day. Yeah. So it was real that was a real joy. And I'm um, I hope it brought you some joy because we see it now. It's so good. it's So good. We have all this time together. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Yeah, it's special. It's so yeah. Um, anything else you would want to say or anything you want Archer to know?
4: Ah, oh, I
3: just hope he knows so much to love him and I'm proud of him every day. Can't wait to see all the amazing things that's gonna do. And obviously, I'm wildly impressed by the things he's already done.
1: It's crazy, isn't it, that we all just anticipate Archer's
3: gonna be doing great things.
1: Yeah. Cause that's just kind of who he is.
3: Yeah, it's kind of funny when, you know, the, the, little, the older brother looks up to the little... Little rather but this is definitely that that case. That's
1: that's when you know you both have grown up. Because all those years where he looked up to you.
3: Right. Yeah. Sounded saying a all now. No. No. But that's it's a good feeling. Yeah, it's lovely. It's lovely. Thank you. I love you, Pete. I love you too.
1: Thanks for having me. Thanks for choosing me as your mother.
3: <laughs> I think that was my choice. I'm not damn it.
1: Oh, well, I I think so. I
3: think in all
4: these spiritual ways, your energy chose me, so it was meant to be.
1: And I remember just, I had just one question. And I just wanted to know if Archer could have a family.
3: Yeah, I don't remember this talk very, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but that's, as that, as your first, um, I don't know, thought about Archer's, it was immediately for Archer's future, I would say. Because yeah. it was never in doubt for you, he would, live which it was in doubt for everyone on the medical staff i would say but for you it was just about his ability to have a future yeah (laughs) i think that says something about you
1: (laughs) you really what do you think it says i
3: don't know maybe it says you're just just an optimist or you've always had had High expectations of us, and I think that's a good standard to hold us to.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's an interesting interpretation, and I'll I'll go with it. I just well, you don't have to. <laughs> I, li- I like. It. I just remember being just like just crushed, and and I what I what I remember also is that there was nothing, none of you asked anything it was you could just have heard a pin drop I mean it was just like he he spoke to us I had that one sole question and there was nothing else you know and we've been having family meetings forever and it was just like nothing
3: well I think it was just it's hard to ask questions when you don't really know anything about a subject like where do you even start Yeah, I think those moments come with knowledge of your relationships knowledge about yourself and I guess your, like, relationship with the world, I guess, like, as a whole, like, none of this happens if X doesn't happen. And it's it's not like it doesn't, for me, it doesn't, like, give me perspective. It kind of just is a perspective. You know, just yeah. a different way of.
1: It doesn't It, it doesn't give you perspective, but it is a perspective. Say more.
3: Um, it's just like, it's not like, for me, it's not like a lens that I view life through now. It's more just like how I live life. It's not like something I decide to turn on and think, oh, well, I'm going to work out today because Archer can't work out. It's more just like, well, I'm gonna do things that are good for me because there are people who don't have things that they can do that are good for them. So mm. might as well take advantage of things that are, all the good things that exist <laughs> that are, are, are possible.
1: Did it, um, was it progressive for you where at one point it was, I'll go work out because Archer can't and now it's, moved. Well, I, I, I'll work out because I have I have my healthy body and I'll I need to do take care of these gifts.
3: Well, that's like a small microcosm of the mindset, I guess, of working out. Like that was just like an easy decision. But also it's like I don't know, maybe I say yes to Maggie offering me to go places more. Like maybe I am okay with something that happens that I didn't want to happen, but it's like it happened anyway. So, mm. I, I, it's not just like working out. It's, it's just like, I don't know, just not being negative, I guess. Um, like
1: almost more of a like a trusting,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I would say like just things are gonna be the way they're gonna be and if you want to change them you're definitely allowed to do but it's not like I'm going to change things because of Archer it's not like that It's not like I'm gonna champion I know this might sound like bad but it's not like I'm gonna like start like a spinal cord research center by raising a ton of money but it's all it's more just like small things in maybe my life and my family's life and people i interact with
1: it's quite so it's like, not like a fire in your belly it's more it's more subtle it's uh, more daily yeah i would say so yeah like decision making to sort of like you know yield to what somebody else what would be good for somebody else like you know some things maggie might like for you to do like um rather than it's kind of yielding i hear in what you're what you're saying kind of a a greater flexibility um uh uh, less self-absorbed um that's just sort of what's coming to my mind right now from what you are talking about is any of that accurate or or not
3: um yeah i think that's kind of the way yeah yielding just general like Acquiescence to the things that happen.
4: Go, like growing up in high school, I knew like something medical field wasn't quite sure what like I just knew like I kind of like wanted to help someone at the end of the day, you know, so I knew that I wanted to go somewhere medical field like in my studies, but I wasn't quite sure what. And then in high school, I was, like, it was, like, junior year when this all happened. And I was, like, you know, leaning towards, like, athletic training. Oh, yes, I remember. Physical therapy and occupational therapy. and You know, the whole nine yards. I was, like, maybe I'll be a nurse. Like, something kind of, like, you know, like, just getting, like, the gears spinning in my head. Like, what could I do? And then, like, just going to some of Archer's, like, physical therapy sessions and, like, watching, like, him progress from, like, I mean, we, we come, like, every once in a while, and be, like, weeks at sometimes, and, like, months at some, others, and, like, just seeing, like, how big of a change that they made in his life, and yes. I was just, like, to this day, like, whenever, like, class gets hard, like, i like, I'm just gonna, like, I'll, I'll pick something else, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, like, no, because, like, I watched them help him, and, like, I just want to be able to, like, help someone like that. Yeah. But to this day, I'm like, I think about it all the time. Yeah, it's like, it's it's really moving. It's moving for you, too. Yeah. Big motivator. Wow. (laughs) Shape your career. Yep. Yeah, I think that one time, um, I actually wrote an essay, I was like, why do you want to be what you want to be? I wrote this huge essay on like, how, like, there was a horrible freak accident and a close friend friend, and family member were involved. It was just like, this is what I want to do. And like, I know that I could be like there for someone else. And like, I mean, I think it was actually like a college Indigo or a letter to go into college. It was like, Your you know, college has, the college essay. Yeah. And I wrote it on there and I was like thrilled with it. It's like, I hate writing. I hate it so much. And they're like all like, just like, word on it, I felt like I don't even think I like I like edited like a period here here and there but it was like it was completely just like word for word yeah and it was like perfect just and it was like yeah he's like been a huge motivator and like a silent motivator you know like I'm not even sure if he knows that I'd love to tell him you know but like even like I'm just like this is hard I don't want to do this anymore it's like I need to <laughs> yeah you can tell him
6: down. Yeah, no. <laughs> your your words, your diary gave me um really brought back my faith and, and I'm, you know, Roman Catholic and went to Catholic school.
1: Oh wow! I didn't know that.
6: Yeah, uh, but you really, your your inspiration, your positivity, your steadfast belief in God, uh, belief in miracles. Yeah. You know. Um, I do believe in miracles. <laughs> yeah, and still do. Right. I do. Uh, Gave me back my faith, so I deeply, deeply appreciate that.
1: Wow, that's big. That that's really that that's amazing, Trina. I, I don't. Oh my gosh, that really moves me. Like, oh, it's so. And then it gets so kind of weird and twisted, if not even bizarre, to say we could thank Archer for that. You know, I mean, it's like, yeah. but. Um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't believe that anything happens to someone, uh, you know, purposefully like fatalistic or something like that. I, I think we all choose. I mean, I think free free will is very big, but it's what we, how we respond, how our free will is informed after an accident or a,
6: right. or a loss right yes it's not you know i think of it as it's sometimes we can't control everything in our lives but what we can control is how we respond yes
1: i think that's exactly it we we can't control everything in our lives or even when it's free will like Arthur, you know diving in and hitting the sandbar exactly he chose to dive uh, but he didn't choose that accident, um, and lots of people don't choose what happens to them. You know, we don't. You didn't choose some things that happened to you. I didn't choose some things that happened to you. I didn't choose my dad, you know, you know being killed in a plane crash. But, but, it, but there is this possibility, this um, you know, this possibility out there about how we can respond. I think that's right. I think it's right. Yeah. Yeah. With love. With love and faith.
6: With love and faith.
1: Thank you for listening in. I hope you learned something and maybe felt some comfort knowing you are never alone in dealing with family crises. We are all so interconnected. Season 3 starts April 6th, so make sure you are subscribed or following us on your podcast app to be notified when it premieres. Our Patreon members can anticipate a sneak peek of Season 3, the week before the premiere, along with the bonus episodes they have already gotten early. So make sure to sign up on Patreon if you haven't yet. It's a way of supporting Blink of an Eye for just $10 or $20 a month. I look forward to being with you again as we begin season three soon. Oh, and a few exciting announcements as we begin season three. We will be releasing one episode a week, alternating between narrative episodes of the story and expanded trauma healing learnings. We're hoping this allows you more time to spend reflecting and learning from each episode. Thanks for the listener feedback you have sent to Louise at blinkofaneyepodcast.com. I love hearing how you are learning and being impacted. And the new format allows us to bring in neuroscientists, alternative healers, spiritual and somatic advisors, integrative health practitioners, and other trauma healing experts into our trauma-healing learnings. Yes, that's right. Expect to hear from a wide range of voices on trauma in some riveting conversations. I can't wait for you to hear them. As always, follow us on our Instagram at Blink of an Eye Pod and find us on Facebook at Blink of an Eye Podcast. Season three is in the works. And we'll be coming to you wherever you listen to podcasts in several weeks. This gives you time to catch up and go back to episodes you may have missed. And please tell your friends or anyone who might be home in quarantine or isolated due to COVID-19 or who is now traveling and driving long distances or any friend who is wrestling with an old trauma or who just needs a good story to subscribe and start with episode one, season one. To binge listen to a riveting narrative told like an old fashioned radio story that will help the time fly by and provide new insights.
0: Been listening to Blink of an Eye. We ask that you share this with anyone who may need inspiration, a lift, or who may relate. Never miss an episode. Listen on our website, blinkofaneyepodcast.com, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is sponsored by Baltimore Mediation. Baltimore Mediation has offered trainings and workshops on conflict transformation, mediation, relational leadership, and the Enneagram since 1993. For more information on our course offerings, visit www.baltimoremediation.com.